From Barry Howard Minkin's book Brainwashed. America's Cultural Revolution. The Vilest Anti-American Professors. The following section names some of the top America-hating professors teaching at American colleges and universities. These vermin are infecting our students with a much more dangerous plague than the China virus. Their insane babbling, which sounds like what might be heard within padded cells, does not belong in any serious academic setting. They are an insult to academia, the equivalent of what fake news is to real journalism. They are an embarrassment to our country and severely denigrate the reputation of any university stupid enough to employ such racists. 1. Ward Churchill There was a lot of competition to become the poster boy for dangerous, radical left-wing academics, but we do have a whiner-slash-winner. In many people's opinions, our winner could be University of Colorado Professor Ward Churchill, who wrote, among other things, that the people in the World Trade Centers deserved to die on September 11, 2001. They were, Churchill said, little Eichmanns, comparing them to Adolf Hitler's right-hand butcher. 2. Kevin Barrett Others have told me that a close competitor for my off-the-wall professor's hall of shame is Kevin Barrett of the University of Wisconsin. This moron believes 9-11 was an inside job, and is able to teach his ridiculous views in an Islamic studies course. One might ask how a respected university would allow a dangerous view like that to be taught, when it reinforces and gives credence to the conspiracy paranoia beliefs of too many Muslims. 3. Robert Jensen The eyes of Texas should be on University of Texas Professor Robert Jensen, who says, the United States has lost the war in Iraq, and that's a good thing, and I welcome the U.S. defeat, it's essential the American empire be defeated and dismantled. 4. Kamau Kambone How about North Carolina State University's Professor Kamau Kambone? He has this to say, we are going to exterminate white people because that in my estimation is only conclusion I have come to. We have to exterminate white people off the face of the planet to solve this problem. 5. Saeed Ramatullah Finally, Yale University seems intent on further tarnishing its fading reputation by actively recruiting the ex-deputy foreign secretary-slash-ambassador for the Taliban for their freshman class. I could have ended up in Guantanamo Bay. Instead, I ended up at Yale, he says. Though not yet a professor, this idiot fits perfectly with this list of low-life losers. In this election year, it is more important than ever to know and follow what our educators are saying about this fraught moment in American history. The following is David Horowitz's Top 10 America-Hating Professors Teaching at American Colleges and Universities. Please visit his website at americahatingprofessors.org for more information and to report an America-hating professor on your campus. These disgusting pseudo-intellectual traitors are racist bigots that have done more damage to America and Western culture and values than the China virus did to world health. David Horowitz's Top 10 America-Hating Professors Teaching at American Colleges and Universities Number 1, Nicholas de Genova, University of Houston. Nicholas de Genova is currently the chair of the Comparative Cultural Studies Department at the University of Houston, but he first made his mark as an America-hating academic when, as an assistant professor at Columbia University in the spring of 2003, he spoke at a rally against the just-launched Iraq War, calling for a million more Mogadishus. De Genova was referencing the horrific carnage that resulted from a 1993 American military action in the Somali capital where 18 Americans and hundreds of Somalis perished. The professor later attempted to clarify his remarks in a letter to the Columbia Spectator, writing that imperialism and white supremacy have been constitutive of U.S. nation-state formation and U.S. nationalism, rejecting all forms of U.S. patriotism and declaring his desire to see the defeat of the U.S. war machine. De Genova added, my rejection of U.S. nationalism is an appeal to liberate our own political imagination such that we might usher in a radically different world in which we will not remain the prisoners of U.S. global domination.
In short, he wished for the defeat and downfall of the United States on the world stage. In the nearly two decades since his infamous statement at that anti-war rally, De Genova has not backed away from controversy, though his extreme and violence-abetting statements appear to have aided, rather than injured, his academic career. In an article published in Spectre in June 2020, De Genova claimed that policing exists to enforce white supremacy. In short, he declared, policing in the United States is inextricable from the perpetration and perpetuation of racism. Later in that same piece, De Genova blamed police racism for the violent rioting and looting that occurred in the wake of George Floyd's death and condoned the rioters' destructive actions, confronted with the obscenity of law enforcement that repeatedly proves itself to be nothing less than torture and murder, the enraged response of aggrieved racially oppressed communities repeatedly finds itself with no other option than rioting and other forms of defiance toward the law. Professor De Genova goes on to claim that most of what have been branded as riots have, in fact, been veritable urban insurrections, albeit largely spontaneous insurgencies against the systemic violence of the racial state. Are you also hearing this propaganda from the rioters? This slander is what our children are being taught about our great country. This dangerous Goebbels-type propaganda gives academic license for radical thought and destructive actions being committed in our cities by a brainwashed generation. In another recent article, De Genova slanders President Trump as a white supremacist and a fascist, writing Trump's signature slogan, Make America Great Again, becomes inseparable from a retreat into internecine racial tribalism, in short, white nationalism. And white nationalism, invigorated by an ethos of civil war, spells fascism. As a Marxist, De Genova believes that capitalism, the economic system that has enabled America to grow into the most powerful nation on earth, is inherently evil. He writes of the endemic and irreconcilable struggle of capital, vampire-like, to cannibalize the creative energies of human life, and the struggle of human life against its objectification and alienation. De Genova has also repeatedly made anti-Semitic remarks praising anti-Israel suicide bombers and bizarrely stating that the heritage of the victims of the Holocaust belongs to the Palestinian people. The State of Israel has no claim to the heritage of the Holocaust. For his ardent desire to see the American military and American power go down in flames, De Genova belongs atop the list of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 2, Joshua Clover, University of California Davis. Joshua Clover is a professor of English and comparative literature at UC Davis and a self-declared communist who promotes the murder of law enforcement officers and sees life and property destroying riots as a legitimate means of political expression. Clover is the author of Riot. Strike. Riot, the new era of uprisings. He chooses to see riots as a positive good and has stated that they deserve an adequate theory. He praises moments of shattered glass and fire because they interrupt the grim continuity of daily life. While most Americans proudly use the phrase from sea to shining sea to portray the great promise and opportunity of the American nation, Professor Clover takes something entirely different from the phrase. When you hear the phrase from sea to shining sea, you would be forgiven for shivering at the destruction it signifies, he has written. It comes with shivers because it arises from actual historical experience. It is a lyrical phrase that also means massive, brutal dispossession because that's how it went down, without that dispossession, no sea to sea, shining or otherwise. Clover is also an extreme cop hater who has called for murdering police officers. In a 2015 interview with SF Weekly he stated, people think that cops need to be reformed. They need to be killed. He echoed these thoughts on Twitter, writing I am thankful that every living cop will one day be dead, some by their own hand, some by others, too many of old age hashtag let's not make more and I mean, it's easier to shoot cops when their backs are turned, no? When asked about these comments in 2019, Clover refused to backtrack. 
I think we can all agree that the most effective way to end any violence against officers is the complete and immediate abolition of the police, he said. Again, can you open your eyes and see how such libelous insane talk by someone being paid by California taxpayers could lead to the rash of cop killings and the defund the police movement? Of course, the defund movement is opposed by the majority of blacks who live in the neighborhoods most impacted, not in Davis. He justifies his views by arguing that the role of police is fundamentally anti-black, fundamentally white supremacist and fundamentally in defense of capital. The police oversee commodity, he said in an interview with Mother Jones. One of their main historical functions is making sure that property stays property. We live in the United States where there's a history of chattel slavery, of making humans the property of other humans, and in that sense, the police, as keepers of property, are always going to be the keepers of a racial order. In that sense, the police role in making sure property stays property is fundamentally anti-black, fundamentally white supremacist, at the same time that it's fundamentally in defense of capital. Clover is correct only in the sense that a key function of the police is protecting private property and the rule of law, key tenets of American law and society. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Clover is also extremely hostile to the Jewish state of Israel. He has called Zionism eliminationist nationalism and stated that Israel is not a people. He has stated, apparently without irony, I hold the simple idea, as a communist, that centralized, authoritarian states are not a very good way to organize society and so I hope it will be uncontroversial if I say that Israel should be ended. Given that every self-declared communist country to exist in human history was ruled by an authoritarian despot, and that Israel is run by a democratically elected legislature, such musings are the height of absurdity. In the same article, Clover defended Palestinian terrorism and violence against Israel, we must always be on the side of rock-throwers both imagined and real. Not so as to forge a new state where there was none, but, where the state is preserved by constant and absolute violence, to instead bring it to an end. Professor Clover's endorsement of the murder of law enforcement officers, his denigration of America and its principles, and his defensive riots over the rule of law demonstrate why he belongs among the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 3, Safe Dana, University of Wisconsin Parkside. Safe Dana, a Palestinian-American professor of sociology at the University of Wisconsin Parkside, has promoted the absurd conspiracy theory that COVID-19 may have been leaked from the U.S. Army Medical Command installation Fort Detrick and claims that Adolf Hitler did not do anything out of the ordinary. In a March 29, 2020 interview on Monar TV, a Lebanese station run by the terrorist organization Hezbollah, Dana used the fact that we have yet to identify the exact origin of the virus in China to claim that the disease had in fact originated in an American military facility. This is the same lie being propagated by the communist Chinese government in an effort to deflect responsibility for the worldwide spread of the virus. As of now, there is no coronavirus, patient zero in China, Dana said in the interview. Therefore, we do not talk here about a conspiracy as much as we talk about the leaking of the viruses from a laboratory at Fort Detrick in the United States. Perhaps this leaking was not deliberate, Dana added. We are not talking here about a conspiracy, even though the U.S. annihilated two whole cities in Japan during World War II, despite this being unnecessary. They were already winning the war, but they still used the nuclear bombs. Monar TV, the station which aired Dana's interview, is considered a terrorist entity by the U.S. government. In that same interview, Dana claimed that the novel coronavirus is in fact no more dangerous to the world than Western economic policies. Regarding the coronavirus, dash more people die every year not just from diseases that you can get vaccinated for, like malaria, from which half a million people, die, in Africa, but also from the West's economic policies, 
at least in the 20th century and the two decades of the 21st century, Dana declared. More people die every year from the consequences of these economic issues than from what is happening now. Not content to leave it at that, Dana went on to equate the actions of European colonialists as equivalent to those of Nazi leader Adolf Hitler. This is exactly like what happened with Hitler, he said. Hitler did not do anything out of the ordinary. He did not do anything that had not been done by the Europeans before. Hitler came to be viewed as Satan just because he did what he did in Europe. Speaking at a 2015 meeting of the Northwestern University chapter of the Hamas-linked hate group, Students for Justice in Palestine, Dana accused Israel of conquering, both land and labor in Palestine, thus, he claims, expelling Palestinians from history and initiating ethnic cleansing. For his spread of vicious anti-American conspiracy theories on the coronavirus and his ambivalence about the evils of Adolf Hitler, Dana deserves to be named to the list of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 4, Angela Davis, University of California Santa Cruz. Professor Angela Davis is best known for her violent tenure in the Black Panther Party. In 1970, the radical activist provided an arsenal of weapons to the group which they then used to kill a California judge in a failed attempt to free fellow Black Panther George Jackson, who was also Davis's lover. Davis also proudly became a member of the Communist Party, expressing her support for Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin and cheering on the Soviet invasion of Czechoslovakia in 1968, claiming that the only path of liberation for black people is that which leads toward complete and radical overthrow of the capitalist class. She also received the Lenin Peace Prize from the Communist Police State of East Germany in 1979. Despite this disreputable history, Davis has not only survived but thrived in the cutthroat world of academia, earning teaching positions at esteemed colleges and universities including UCLA, Rutgers, Vassar, San Francisco State, and UC Santa Cruz where she is currently listed as a distinguished professor emerita. Even through the self-destruction of the communist empire and the historical recounting of Stalin's crimes, Davis has not retracted or moderated her hate America beliefs. In the wake of George Floyd's death by a police officer in May 2020, and the resulting race riots and burning of large sections of Democrat-run cities across America, Davis spoke of the riots as being part of a transformative movement for revolution and social change. This is a perfect example of our being able to seize this moment and turn it into something that's radical and transformative, she declared. In other comments, she emphasized the revolutionary nature of the protests and her desire to see them bring about the abolition of the police. The protests offered people an opportunity to join in this collective demand to bring about deep change, radical change. Defund the police, abolish policing as we know it now. Do you see how these inane radical propaganda and myths like systemic racism, socialism is good thing, and police targeting blacks helped brainwash students particularly on the left coast? Ever a communist, Davis made clear that she blames America's economic system of capitalism, which has lifted millions out of poverty, for leading to the oppression of black Americans. This is, a racial reckoning. A re-examination of the role that racism has played in the creation of the United States of America, she said but I think we have to talk about capitalism. Capitalism has always been racial capitalism. Wherever we see capitalism, we see the influence and the exploitation of racism. The radical professor made clear her further contempt for America by claiming that the history of the United States of America is a history of racism. Regarding statues of Christopher Columbus and America's founders, she declared that it's natural that people would try to bring down those symbols. Can you guess where the pull the statutes movement originated? Professor Davis has also repeatedly directed her animosity toward the Jewish nation of Israel. She supported the terrorist Palestinian Liberation Organization, PLO, 
led by Yasser Arafat in the 1970s and has repeatedly aligned herself with anti-Israel, anti-Semitic organizations which are connected to terror networks. She is a supporter of the Hamas-funded boycott, divestment, and sanctions, BDS, movement against Israel and has alleged that Israel is conducting flagrant injustices and a massacre against the Palestinians of Gaza. Do you wonder why the only foreign policy issue of the BLM movement is anti-Semitic Zionism? Davis's constant incitement of revolution in America and the overthrow of economic and law enforcement systems, abetted by her demonstrated hatred for the principles of our nation's founding, makes her one of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 5, Robin D'Angelo, University of Washington, Seattle. Robin D'Angelo is an affiliate associate professor of education at the University of Washington, Seattle and a vitriolic race hustler who, despite being white herself, seeks to profit off of condemning all whites as guilty of racism and demonizing America as built on white supremacy. In addition to her work as an academic, D'Angelo earns vast sums as a workplace diversity trainer, speaking to large corporate gatherings. She is the author of the racist screed White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism, a book that has been lauded by the mainstream media and embraced as doctrine by the left. Do you see how this racist cancer is now spreading from malignant cells populating our universities into our businesses and down into our elementary schools? My psychosocial development was inculcated in the water of white supremacy, D'Angelo states of her upbringing in California. But she is not speaking only of her own upbringing but that of every American. The default of our society is the reproduction of racism. It's built into every system and every institution, she claims. D'Angelo makes her contempt for America clear in her speeches and writings. I now understand racism as a system, as a deeply embedded system, a system that our country was founded on and that all our institutions were created out of, she states in a video of one of her addresses. And every institution reinforces this system. And it's a system of unequal power. In D'Angelo's world, all white people, regardless of their individual beliefs or characteristics, are racist and should acknowledge their inherent guilt into being born into a system of racial inequality that benefits whites at the expense of people of color. This is her way of saying they were born in America. All white people are invested in and collude with racism, she claims. When white individuals attempt to deny this inherent racism, they show themselves to be guilty of white fragility or a lack of stamina for enduring racial stress. By contrast, in D'Angelo's view, people of color cannot be racist because they lack institutional power in our society. These views are at odds with the founding principles of our American Republic which emphasize individual action and responsibility, not collective guilt. In a recent article in The Atlantic, African-American professor John McWhorter called D'Angelo's book a racist tract, adding that few books about race have more openly infantilized black people than this supposedly authoritative tome. D'Angelo's malicious and hyperbolic characterization of America and its white population as racist makes her one of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 6, Ibram X. Kendi, Boston University. Kendi is the Andrew W. Mellon Professor in Humanities at Boston University and also the founding director of the Boston University Center for Antiracist Research. He is the author of the best-selling book, How to Be an Antiracist, which has been widely embraced by the left and the mainstream media. Kendi has made a career out of identifying metastatic racism in every possible aspect of American life and society and using his observations to undermine America's proud history and founding principles. Kendi is determined to use America's original sin of slavery to discredit the entire American project. He has repeatedly used the metaphor of cancer to describe racism, calling it literally a metastatic cancer that has been ravaging the American body from the beginning. In a recent essay in The Atlantic, he writes, From the beginning of the American project, 
the powerful individual has been battling for his constitutional freedom to harm, and the vulnerable community has been battling for its constitutional freedom from harm. Both freedoms are inscribed into the U.S. Constitution and into the American psyche. The history of the United States, the history of Americans, is the history of reconciling the unreconcilable, individual freedom and community freedom. There is no way to reconcile the enduring psyche of the slaveholder with the enduring psyche of the enslaved. The radical professor goes on to wield the example of the coronavirus as emblematic of the way African Americans have been subjugated in all aspects of our society. There is something about living through a deadly pandemic that cuts open the shell, removes the flesh, and finds the very core of American existence, the slaveholder clamoring for his freedom to infect, and the enslaved clamoring for our freedom from infection. In another article, Kendi quotes Malcolm X's statement, We don't see any American dream. We've experienced only the American nightmare, a nightmare that in Kendi's view is still ongoing from Minneapolis to Louisville, from Central Park to untold numbers of black coronavirus patients parked in hospitals, on unemployment lines, and in graves. In yet another piece, unsubtly titled We're Still Living and Dying in the Slaveholders' Republic, Kendi attempts to draw a parallel between President Trump's insistence that we open up the economy after the coronavirus shutdowns and 19th-century slaveholders' failure to free their slaves, Slaveholders could have responded to apocalyptic anti-slavery resistance by abolishing slavery and redistributing land and rights and resources to black and white and indigenous peoples alike. Likewise, Trump could have responded to deepening economic pain from stay-at-home orders by imploring Congress to provide enough public assistance that the community could be free of economic and bodily worry. Absurdly, he slams President Trump for wanting, Americans to view Republicans as freeing the individual and Democrats is confining the free individual, as if that wasn't the factual case. Kennedy believes that all policies, ideas and people are either being racist or anti-racist. Racist policies yield racial inequity, and racist policies yield racial equity. Naturally, anti-racist policies, in his view, are the policies promoted by the radical left. He envisions an anti-racist society as where free, high-quality healthcare is as universal as basic incomes and fresh food where instead of stocking prisons with poor and mentally disabled people of color, we stock those people's communities with high-paying jobs and mental health services, where instead of enslaving and traumatizing prisoners, we are healing and restoring them, where guns are as controlled as police officers fearing for their lives. What I mean by anti-racist policies are policies like Medicare for all, or high-quality health care for all that reduce racial inequities. Policies like legalizing marijuana, policies that aggressively go after climate change. He clarified in an interview. Ibram Kendi's castigation of America and its citizens for their purported racial sins, and his manipulative use of that accusation to promote a far-left political agenda, make him one of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 7, Christine Fair, Georgetown University. Christine Fair is a distinguished associate professor in the Security Studies program at Georgetown University who prides herself on her vulgarity and offensiveness, which she wields as a weapon to upset the social order. During the U.S. Senate hearings to confirm Judge Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, Professor Fair took to Twitter to condemn the Republican legislators who defended Kavanaugh against unproven and wholly unsubstantiated allegations that he had participated in a sexual assault decades earlier. Look at thus, sick, chorus of entitled white men justifying a serial rapist's arrogated entitlement, Fair tweeted, referencing Senator Lindsey Graham's comments defending Kavanaugh. All of them deserve miserable deaths while feminists laugh as they take their last gasps. Bonus, we castrate their corpses and feed them to swine? Yes. Dr. Ford, who perpetuated this hoax, should have been jailed. 
Did you know she pulled down her anti-Trump website before her accusations, taught her girlfriend how to beat a polygraph test to get into the FBI, and asked that same friend to contact some high school acquaintance of Ford's? The woman contacted was asked to lie about being at the party where the alleged rape took place. Does Ford belong in the same category as the black prostitute who made up a similar lie about the Duke lacrosse team? Twitter briefly suspended Fair's account for her violent commentary, before restoring it and then suspending it again. Fox News failed to silence me. Thank you all for sending it Twitter messages of support. I do not and never have condoned violence, she claimed, despite having just wished miserable deaths on Republican legislators. My tweet, as I have explained, was an attempt to make you as uncomfortable as I am using the language of the abuse I received d, by the hundreds. GOP doesn't care about women, Fair tweeted on another occasion. We knew this. Fuck them. In Fair's view, it is not only Republicans but also many feminists who allegedly don't care enough about women, or are perhaps blinded to their chains. Fair publishes a blog which is profanely titled Tenacious Hell Pussy, a nasty woman posting from the front lines of fuckery. In one recent essay, Fair denigrates the white saviorism of American feminists who seek to rescue women in third world countries from the evils of enforced hijab wearing, female infanticide and feticide, female genital mutilation, dowry crimes, and sati. The professor claims that even in America, these feminists have never been as liberated as they imagined. While the United States has long been a terrible place to be a woman for many women, it's getting worse not better, Fair declares. Professor Fair has also repeatedly demonstrated her complete lack of respect for divergent political views. When one of her former colleagues at Georgetown, Professor Osir Nomani, wrote an article about why she decided to vote for Donald Trump despite her status as a lifelong liberal and a Muslim immigrant, Fair could not contain her rage. She instigated a month-long tirade of insults and vitriol directed at Nomani, calling her a wench, a fraud, and a fame-mongering clown show in a series of public tweets, and adding, fuck you. Go to hell. Fair also resorted to using Urdu, Nomani's native language, to insult her, calling her Hotia, or the equivalent of a F-Kur in my native Urdu, Nomani alleged, as well as Bevkuf, which means idiot. Sounds like she should be on serious meds, do you agree? One tweet sent to Nomani by Fair read, Yes, at Asra Nomani, I've written you off as a human being. Your vote helped normalize Nazis in DC what don't you understand, you clueless, sick, dolt? If Professor Fair is willing and able to unleash such hostility against a former professional colleague, one wonders how she reacts to students who resist her far-left views. Fair has also voiced anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, claiming in a speech that President Trump had been influenced by Israel to sabotage the Iran agreement on nuclear weapons. Do you wonder why democratic Israel is the main foreign relations target of the radical left and BLM? For her utter contempt and harassment of those who hold different political views and her incitement of violence toward elected officials, Fair deserves her place among the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 8. Cornell West, Princeton University Cornell West is a professor of religion and African-American studies at Princeton University who has used his privileged status as one of academia's elite to disparage both America and Israel and to attack the foundations of American capitalism and the rule of law. In the world of academia, West is a superstar. He has been awarded over 20 honorary degrees and a National Book Award. He has taught at Harvard, Yale, and Princeton, and has authored or edited over 20 books which are assigned for required reading in college courses across America. He is considered a revered cultural figure of the left. Despite his great success as an African-American man in academia, West views America as a racist patriarchal nation where white supremacy is rampant and white Americans continue to resist fully accepting the humanity of blacks. 
It goes without saying, West states, that a profound hatred of African people, sits at the center of American civilization. I think we are witnessing America as a failed social experiment, West said in a CNN interview held during the riots occurring in American cities in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. What I mean by that, he continued his diatribe, is that the history of black people for over 200 and some years in America has been looking at America's failure. Its capitalist economy could not generate and deliver in such a way that people could live lives of decency. The nation-state, its criminal justice system, its legal system could not generate protection of rights and liberties. And now our culture, of course, is so market-driven, everything for sale, everybody for sale, it can't deliver the kind of nourishment for the soul, for meaning, for purpose. West has also attacked President Donald Trump as a neo-fascist gangster in the White House and issued not-so-subtle warnings that America must either submit to Marxism or descend into violent revolution. Have you heard these exact words coming out of the mouths of BLM leaders? I have. The system cannot reform itself, West said. He claims we must accept a non-violent revolution consisting in the democratic sharing of power, resources, wealth and respect in other words, socialism. If we don't get that kind of sharing, you're going to get more violent explosions, he stated. A longtime Marxist West is a close personal friend to notorious anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan, who has referred to Judaism as a gutter religion and to Adolf Hitler as a very great man. In 2014, West wrote that the crimes of the Islamic terror group Hamas, which includes suicide bombings and the kidnap and murder of Israeli citizens, pale in the face of the U.S.-supported Israeli slaughters of innocent civilians. West supports the Hamas-funded boycott, divestment, and sanctions, BDS, movement to weaken and destroy Israel and has demonized the Jewish state by claiming that it sanctions the killing of precious Palestinian babies despite the Israeli military's intensive attempts to avoid civilian casualties and their defensive response to Hamas's aggression. Professor West's numerous comments and outright falsehoods demonizing and delegitimizing both America and Israel make him one of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 9, James M. Thomas, University of Mississippi. Dr. James M. Thomas is an associate professor of sociology at the University of Mississippi, commonly referred to as Ole Miss, who was recently awarded tenure at that institution in spite of a history of extreme anti-American tweets that smear mainstream conservatives as fascists and advocate criminal action against Republican elected officials. In a tweet from January 2019, Thomas, who tweets under the descriptive moniker at insurgent underscore professor, wrote, MAGA teens are modern-day Hitlerjugend, Hitler youth. Got a uniform and everything. On October 6, 2018, in response to calls from NBC's Joe Scarborough for civility, Thomas tweeted, Don't just interrupt a senator's meal, y'all. Put your whole damn fingers in their salads. Take their apps and distribute them to the other diners. Bring boxes and take their food home with you on the way out. They don't deserve your civility. This is troubling and disappointing to see from one of our university professors, tweeted Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant, after Thomas's tweets urging aggression against Republicans went viral. There is no place in a civilized society, and particularly on a college campus, for urging individuals to harass anyone. Thomas's failure to respect others' opinions is a common theme in his writings. In a 2019 opinion piece for the Jackson Free Press, Thomas wrote of Confederate monuments, there are those who believe that the men these monuments honor were just men of their time, and should be judged against the values of their era and not ours. They must also believe that the nearly 4 million enslaved men, women and children either had no values, or shared the values of their enslavers. Professor Thomas has also used his Twitter account to advocate for revolutionary change, a term which he means literally. On August 11, 2020, Thomas tweeted, Harris is an excellent VP pick, 
which of course is a point of entry for genuine criticism. But like, what thinking person sees the presidential ticket as a legitimate path toward revolutionary change? That always come from the people, see Lenin, Fanon, Malcolm, Davis, etc. Are you wondering why BLM and Antifa are out today with signs reading America is finished? Thomas also reserved some of his harshest words for America's president, Donald Trump, and his supporters. Supporting Trump makes you a white supremacist, whether you think of yourself as one or not, he tweeted. Trumpism is an authoritarian ethno-nationalist movement, whose core principle is that America is and should be a country run by and for white people. Any news outlet that carried the Trump rally and reported it as anything other than a fascist rally failed their ethical obligation, he tweeted on another occasion. For his vitriolic condemnation of Americans who don't share his far-left opinions, his advocacy of revolution, and his urging of criminal action against Republican legislators, Professor Thomas deserves to be known as one of the top 10 America-hating professors. Number 10, Russell Rickford, Cornell University. Russell Rickford is an associate professor of history at Cornell University, as well as an America-hating, Israel-hating, enemy of capitalism. Professor Rickford has made himself a sought-after speaker in far-left circles by denouncing America as a white supremacist nation and its economic system of capitalism as inherently racist. The architects of our security state, an incarcerous state, a warfare state, share a vision, he said at a 2017 rally in support of DACA, a vision to increase profits and maintain the white supremacist structures upon which capitalism depend. Rickford further claimed that capitalist structures are drivers of inequality in America, rather than a pathway to economic mobility and societal affluence. It is a land of barricades and checkpoints, a prison nation, he said of America. Make no mistake, the folks who are now trying to dismantle any semblance of protection for workers and immigrants are dangerous. Their goal is the supremacy of wealth and power over human need and aspiration. They want absolute freedom from capitalism and absolute slavery for the rest of us. The far-left professor also promotes his view that whites are nearly universally racist. There's a sliver, a sliver of white America that hates white supremacy and that hates capitalism, he declared at a Black Lives Matter rally in 2016. We've got to build grassroots, anti-racist movement to defeat capitalism altogether and it's not going to happen at the ballot box, he added, seeming to endorse violence and revolution. There can be no human system under capitalism. Capitalism is an anti-human system. Rickford was one of over 100 black writers and scholars to sign a letter endorsing Bernie Sanders' campaign for president. The letter claimed that a Sanders presidency would go a long way toward creating a safer and more just world, citing the candidate's support for free college education, reparations for slavery, and the cancellation of student debt. The letter also stated, We see Sanders' commitment to challenging the ravages of racial capitalism as connected to an ongoing and ideologically diverse black freedom movement. Rickford is a founding member of the Cornell Coalition for Inclusive Democracy, an organization pledged to make Cornell a sanctuary campus for undocumented students, thus deliberately obstructing federal immigration law. At one of the organization's protests in 2017, Rickford was one of hundreds who took a knee to protest alleged police brutality against African Americans. But his comments on that occasion condemned not only the police but all of American society, including the very university that employs him. The truth is, Cornell is a bastion of white supremacy, Professor Rickford stated. Our society is steeped in white supremacy, he said in an interview. Why should we expect Cornell, an enterprise built on stolen land, to be any different? Unwilling to stop at demonizing America, Rickford turned his enmity toward the Jewish state of Israel, and led the crowd in chants of free Palestine. Professor Rickford has also repeatedly pledged his support for the Hamas-funded boycott, divestment, and sanctions, 
BDS, campaign against Israel and has signed petitions which demonize Israel as an apartheid state and compare the treatment of Palestinians in Israel to the treatment of black Americans under Jim Crow. In his book Beyond Boundaries, published in 2011, Rickford argued that America's support of Israel was responsible for the September 11 terrorist attacks. The U.S. media and opinion makers repeatedly went out of their way to twist facts and to distort the political realities of the Middle East by insisting that Osama bin Laden Group's murderous assaults had nothing to do with Israel's policies toward the Palestinians, he wrote. Nobody else in the world, with the possible exception of Israelis, really believes that. Professor Rickford's defamation of Israel and absurd characterization of America as a white supremacist nation, coupled with his contempt for the economic system of capitalism that has made it a leader among nations, make him a clear choice for the top 10 America-hating professors. Do you finally understand how this growing cadre of venomous radicals has helped brainwash generations of Americans? Do you believe President Biden or VP Harris would ever stand up against or give tacit support to this wave of anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-white, anti-cops, anti-fossil fuels, pro-socialist, pro-illegal immigration, pro-reparations, pro-terrorist, pro-free-everything agenda?